Welcome to the Profitable Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Berkovitz, and I transformed my struggling gym into a seven-figure money-making machine. My goal is to help give you the tools, strategies, and skills that you can immediately implement in your gym to start thinking like a business owner, making more money, and changing more lives. If you want access to more content like this and a community of gym owners who are on their way to becoming wildly profitable, join our exclusive free Facebook group by going to gymexpert.co slash group. We've got a great episode in store for you today, so let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another live stream here inside our Facebook group. Today we've got a good one and we're going to be talking specifically about sales. Now, what I want to cover is going to be mostly surrounding the framework that I used and am still using to generate six figures a month in revenue. Now, I want to take a few steps back before we get fully into what that framework is. And there's a couple of things that I want to cover first, just to set a bit of the stage here. And I want to cover how gym owners are typically selling and why it doesn't work. I want to talk about the mentality shift that I had that really changed everything for me. It was a huge, huge game changer in the way that I approached meetings, just the way that I even larger than just meetings, but how I actually approached conversations, especially with prospects. I'm going to talk about that at a little bit uh, in a little bit more detail. And I think it's going to be something that will really, really help you out as well. Then obviously I'm going to dive into what the framework is and how it's helped me and really the impact that it's had on my business. And then at the very, very end, what I want to talk about last and just just try and, and summarize quickly is the difference between scripts and frameworks and really try and help you determine which one's going to be best for you because there's no right or wrong answer. And of course, you can take a framework and adapt it into a script, which is what I've done for myself. But some people are good and can just stick with their framework and that's the only thing they need. So there's a there's a pro and con on both sides of those and, and I'll help you figure out which one might actually be better suited to you. So I don't want to waste too much time here. I want to dive right into this. Again, I'm, I'm liking keeping these a little bit shorter so that you guys can obviously take out less time from your already super busy day and just within 20, 30 minutes have some really good actionable things that you can take away from these live streams and put them into place directly inside your business. Again, the last thing I want to do here is take up too much of your time, but also give you too much stuff to do all at once that then becomes a little bit of analysis paralysis and you may not know where to start. You may not know where to go with it. And then you just might, again, feel a little overwhelmed. So we're going to focus on just a few main things here and how you can just directly implement those into your business. So let's get started with talking a little bit about what happens to most gym owners now. So what does the sales situation look like for them or for you overall? And how does that, how does that take shape? And then, you know, where's the, where's the problem come in? What's the, what's the main issue that we suffer from? Oh, as I try to fix my camera, there we go. So what really ends up happening most often is somebody will walk into your facility and they'll say, hey, I want to sign up. 
And that puts you in a position of when you're not really certain how to sell, how to properly sell. Conversation just oftentimes looks like this. Jane Doe walks in. Hey, I want to sign up. You. Cool. What are you looking to do? Um, Here's the options. And then you basically lay out the options as if it was a menu at a restaurant. And you're just hoping that one of the menu items in front of them is somewhere along the line of what they were hoping for, both in the offering, but also in the price. This is really, really, really rudimentary, and it's never going to get you anywhere. So it's never really going to allow you to properly sell what you do and the benefits of it. What we're really relying on in this particular instance is just hoping that the thing that you're offering your, your prospects in this particular case is going to fall somewhere within their budget with no real sense of communicating value or really the impact that it can have on them. So again, we are really just hoping that that menu that we put in front of them has something that will appeal to them that they then may decide to act on and actually enroll. And you know, we do see a small percentage of people that actually do this, but this is typically why the majority of small gym owners are struggling because the amount of people that will typically just sign up for something like that without any value being actually relayed to them is very, very slim. That's why oftentimes what happens is you will lose in and around the same amount of members that you will actually gain per month. And Again, we know that's not going to get us anywhere in terms of actually growing our business. The biggest problem with all of this that I just outlined is that ultimately by doing that, by following that quote unquote sales process or sales system, if you will, which is a system of having no system, is you are essentially commoditizing yourself. You are in no way separating yourself from the pack. And at that point, Every prospect is really just comparing you to every other gym down the street, around the corner, in the neighborhood, and they're ultimately just going to pick likely either the cheapest option, the closest option, or the one that they just seem to like the best when they walk in. And again, we're leaving, we as business owners in that particular instance are leaving way too much up to chance, which is not something that we can do. We can't just roll the dice and hope that we succeed. We have so many tools in our toolkit that we can use. And if we are not using all of them, we're doing ourselves a disservice. And we're really also doing our prospects and our customers a disservice because we're not, we're not communicating to them in a way that will actually allow us to help them. And that's what we want. We want to be able to help them the same way that they want help. But if we don't actually use the tools that we have to communicate properly, everybody loses. We as a business lose because we won't be able to help anybody or keep our doors open. The prospect is going to lose because they're just going to find another gym that is the cheapest And realistically speaking, that's the same trap that they've fallen into time after time after time. And that's why they're still not in the place that they want to be. They're still not at their dream body or at their goal weight or, 
you know, whatever it may be for them specifically. That's why they're still not there. That's why they've tried so many times and struggled every single time. So it's really important that we stop commoditizing ourselves and we stop just being another another gym in the pack. We need to separate ourselves. And again, the way that we do that, of course, is in our product offering and in the things that we offer. But it's also in the way that we communicate and the way that we actually talk to our prospects, the way that we care about our prospects and the way that we actually show them that we are the ones who are going to be able to take them from where they are right now, that place that they've been struggling for. It could be years to getting them finally to their target. So it's going to be really important for us to go through the framework that I'm going to outline so that we are able to separate ourselves from that pack, like I said. Now, before diving into the framework, the big mentality shift that I had, and I think this is, this is something that, again, a lot of gym owners struggle with, a lot of personal trainers struggle with, is the shift between realizing that we are not motivational speakers, but we need to think of ourselves more as a therapist. So the biggest difference here is that a motivational speaker is really going to try and excite their clients, try and make them realize that they're they're doing the wrong thing or have been doing the wrong things that have led them down the wrong path. But the, the key is the way that motivational speakers do it, at least in this particular sense, is that they tell them all of the things they've been doing wrong. But they do it in a way where they try and, they try and elicit some excitement and really try and spark that energy. And again, the intent is very positive. And there's nothing wrong with necessarily being a motivational speaker or trying to get your clients as excited about fitness and health and wellness as we are. Again, we're so passionate that it's very easy for us just to go on and on and on and, you know, really try and and take that level of conviction and that level of excitement from us and transfer that into our prospect. But again, it's the method by which we do it that is usually wrong. We're just usually going about it incorrectly. So again, instead of instead of trying to to take that energy and to, you know, project and deliver that to them in a way where we're telling them all of the things that they can be doing and will be doing and need to be doing, shift your mindset a little bit and think about yourself as a therapist. So instead of being in a position where you're telling your prospect what they need to be doing and you're really trying to, again, transfer that excitement to them, I want you to think more strategically about asking questions and asking specific questions will get that will get you to the same outcome. So again, instead of telling your prospects, what they need to be doing instead of really pushing that on them. Think about asking the questions that will allow them to come to those realizations themselves. So it's about connecting with their emotions and allowing them to draw the conclusions themselves. Because again, one, one thing that we don't really consider all that often is that the majority of people are being told what to do in almost every instance of their life. 
whether it's work, relationships, friendships, whatever it may be, they're constantly being told what to do. And when they start to get that from somebody who, again, they may not know you at all because they may have just walked into the gym and they know you're trying to sell them something. So as soon as somebody who they are not familiar with is now trying to sell them on something by being either very pushy or trying to tell them now what to do, their resistance and their walls are going to come right up. Instead, if we, if we stop trying to push and push and push and we really take a stance of just asking questions and really trying to find out again, playing to their emotions and really appealing to those emotions in, in terms of figuring out what it is they want to do and the why behind it and what will life be when you get there? What will it be like? This is going to allow them to now start to draw the conclusions themselves to make, make themselves realize that, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I need to be doing. I need to be losing this weight finally because if I don't, I'm going to be miserable or I'm not going to be able to keep up with my kids and I don't want my kids to be outrunning me. I want, I want to set a good example for them. I want them to know that they can be just like me as opposed to I don't want them to be just like me. So I really want, I really want you to think about yourself as a therapist and ask questions, ask insightful questions, ask meaningful questions. This doesn't mean just start asking random questions. Of course, you are going to want them to feel the same level of conviction as you, but they won't feel that right away. So trying to motivate them and trying to excite them, again, it feels like the right thing to do, but it's really not. So the more questions that you can ask, the more insightful and important and helpful questions that you can ask, the better it's going to serve both of you, yourself as the business owner and the prospect, because it's going to make them come to the realization on their own that they need to finally make a change. And once they do make that decision and they do make that realization on their own, signing up will be a no-brainer. Okay, so the first two we've covered here. We've talked about how the gym owners, how gym owners typically sell, like the traps that you're falling into. It's the same traps that I fell into. It's exactly what I did before I started to figure this out. And again, shifting that mentality, shifting that mindset from thinking of yourself as a motivational speaker who needs to constantly be exciting and transferring your level of conviction and excitement into somebody and trying to motivate them, push them and, and really have them hyped. That's not what we need to do, especially not in a sales scenario. When they come to your classes, of course, different story. That's when you can turn that on and really try and motivate them to get them to, to push to that next gear that we know they have. But for right now, it's not going to help you. It's only going to hurt your sales. So let's look at the framework now, specifically the framework that I've been using now for about five years that has again, led me to generating six figures in monthly revenue every single month. Now, this is a framework that I got originally from Alex Hormozzi, and it is a incredibly strong framework that is something that I always keep in my mind when I'm writing my sales scripts, when I'm going into meetings. Now, whatever the circumstance is, there's a very, there's a very, controlled but also well thought out process behind shifting the focus from 
What are you signing up for? What are you doing? What type of training do you want to do? All of those types of questions, which is typically what we're used to asking and focusing us, excuse me, focusing a lot more now on the prospect themselves, the situation they're currently in and the situation that they want to be in. So they're coming to you because they have some degree of a problem or some degree of condition or situation or unhappy unhappiness level that they're looking to change and they're wanting to achieve something and so we need to really start to focus and hone in on that specifically as the thing that we are looking towards again let's think about this a little bit more conceptually think about when you go to the doctor they're not just going to start prescribing you things or prescribing you different types of medicine they need to know exactly what you're going through first. And once they know what you're going through, then they can start to diagnose the problem. And once they've diagnosed the problem, they can then outline a solution. We need to look at that exactly the same way. In fact, a lot of the the types of things that we deal with, and I'm sure, I'm sure the bulk of you, I know I have, have had people who come to me and they need to incorporate fitness in their life because their doctors have told them so. Now, in the perfect case scenario, they can come to us before they need to go to their doctor and before their doctors tell them that they actually need us. The difference is when a doctor has told somebody that they need to start being physically active, there is a much greater sense of urgency and those people have a much stronger and higher level of pain, which is why chances are if you've dealt with somebody like that, they've probably signed up and they've probably signed up pretty easily. It's because they are now dealing with a much deeper level of pain and there is much more urgency connected to it. Whereas if somebody hasn't been prescribed a level of fitness or a an outlet of fitness by their doctor. They don't feel that yet. So that's why we need to dive in and we need to really uncover what that looks like. So let's actually just dive right into the framework. I want to explain this and then sort of go through each and every one so that you guys have a really, really strong understanding and idea of how this framework works and how it can be used specifically in your sales. So it's called the closer framework. And those are all acronyms, C-L-O-S-E-R, CLOSER. Now, what they outline is a piece of the conversation that you need to have in order to go from A to Z. Now, does this mean that you can't close a deal if you don't go through every one? No, of course not. There are always exceptions to the rule. But by and large, don't skip any of these because a really nasty trap that a lot of people fall into is they'll get on a conversation and right away they'll be like oh this person's a shoe and they're going to sign up right away and they'll abandon everything the gym owner will abandon everything and they will just be like okay let's just skip a bunch of these steps i'm just going to try and sell them because they're such a hot lead i know they're going to sign up take my advice because i've done that and it always bites me and i always regret it so you only have to do it a couple times to lose the sale and be like, oh, why didn't I just follow the process that I know works? So don't make that mistake. So let's go through these letters. C, 
we want to clarify why the prospect is there or here. Why is the prospect coming to you? Why are they meeting with you? Why do they set an appointment with you? What is the reason that they're on the phone or in person or whatever? What is the reason they're there? Right? Jane walks in. Hey, Justin, I really need to lose 25 pounds. Got it. You need to lose 25 pounds. Now, next, and this ties very closely into it, we need to label them with a problem. Okay? So they're clarifying to us why they're there. Got it, Jane. So you're 25 pounds. You're looking to lose the 25. You've been struggling with it for three years now. And it's really, it's really starting to, to get in the way of your life. You don't have the energy anymore. You're struggling to get up and down the stairs and your kids are running circles around you and you can't even play with them after work because you're so exhausted, right? So now we've, we've labeled them with a problem. So we know why they're there. We've now labeled them with a problem, something that they need to fix, something that they need to. And again, this is information that they are telling us. We're not just at, we're not just looking at them and labeling them with a problem. This is the this is the problem they're telling us that they have. Now again, the difference between clarifying what they're there and the labeling of the problem, she's telling me originally why she came here. Now, in some instances she might be like, "Well, you know, I saw I saw your ad and it looked really good and I just felt like, you know, I haven't been working out in a while and, you know, maybe now's a good time. So you're not just going to have somebody always walk in and be like, oh, I need to lose 25 pounds. So in this case, let's say that Jane was like, yep, we're, she's, I want her to clarify why she's here. So yeah, you know, I saw your ad on, on Instagram. It looked good. The program looks fun. Uh, I really need to start working out again because I just don't have the energy anymore. Got it. Okay. That makes total sense. So do you have a specific goal in mind, Jane? Are you looking to lose a certain amount of weight? Is this something more related to your energy levels? So I'm starting to find out a little bit more, right? That's when I can take that clarification and hone that in and, and carve it and, and shape it into labeling with a problem. Okay, so I want to label them with a problem. Next, we've got the C. We've got the L. Now we have O. So with O, we're going to overview their pain and their past experiences. So when we overview their pain, what we need to do is we really need to dive deep and figure out what is the stuff? What is that nitty gritty? And we need to go pretty deep. And what, Jane, what are you struggling with? Right? Like what kinds of issues is this extra 25 pounds causing you? And we need Jane to start to open up. So we need to get Jane to start to tell us all of the negative impacts or how the the extra weight in this particular case is negatively impacting her life and those around her. Because again, if we don't dive really deep into that pain, then there's going to be no sense of urgency to change. And if Jane has no reason to change, Jane has no reason to sign up. Now, we also want to look at past experiences because in most cases, you're not going to be the first place you're not going to be the first gym that your prospect has come to, and you're likely not going to be the first time they have tried it. And by tried it, I mean tried to actually get their result. So I'll be more specific. Sometimes you can be the first, but not always. Okay. And what this means is that they are coming to you, of course, with their pain and their struggles and everything, but they're also coming to you with a failed attempt to fix it, to fix their problem. 
Okay, so we need to overview their pain. We need to dig really deep and then we need to figure out what their past experiences are and what did and didn't work. So finding out what does and doesn't work gives us context to now know what is going to be best suited for Jane going forward. Okay, so we've got C, we're clarifying why they're here. L is labeling them with the problem. O, we've got overviewing their past pain and experiences. Now S, we want to sell the vacation. So what is sell the vacation, right? Or another way to look at it, or another way to say it, we're selling the hole, not the drill, okay? What we need to do here is we need to forecast. We need to, we need to look down the line, down the road, and find out from Jane, where does she want to be? Yes, she wants to lose the 25 pounds, but what does that look like for her when she's lost the 25 pounds? How does she feel emotionally? Get her, get her to put herself there. Jane, what is that like when you're there? You've lost the 25 pounds. You're feeling great. You're confident. It's finally back. You're able to run circles around your kids now. Tell me about that. What is that like? How, how happy will you be? What will you do to celebrate? Right? So we need to sell the vacation because again, she knows it's going to take a lot of work. Jane knows this is going to take a ton of work for her to get there. So if we keep reminding her about that, that's not going to make this process be any easier for her. So we need to focus on the goal, focus on the destination. Okay. So sell the vacation. Again, the way that I like to think about this when I talk specifically about selling the vacation is that everybody wants to go to Hawaii. Everybody wants to be in Maui. But you want to think about being in Maui. You want to think about lying on the beach, sipping some delicious drinks, getting a tan, swimming in the ocean. But what you don't want to think about is the fact that you had to take X amount of weeks off work. You had to pay all of the money for the tickets. Then you had to pack the night before. You had to get to the airport three hours early. You had to make sure the dogs were taken care of, but you had to also get an airline limo. You had to get there. Once you're there, you're dealing with lines. It was awful. The airplane food is terrible. The flight is so long. They lost your bags, the, per the baby behind you screaming, all of these things, right? This is the journey. The journey is not necessarily, it's not fun when you look at it from the outside in, but the vacation is the part that we remember and the vacation is the part that we actually want. So sell the vacation. Next, E, we want to explain away their concerns. So when we explain away their concerns, we this is where we get to find out what are those things that might present themselves as objections later on when we ask for the sale, right? And this also ties back into previous pieces of the conversation, which is their past experiences. So let's say that Jane did a program in the past, but she couldn't keep up with the food. She absolutely was not able to keep that up and sustain it long term. So when we talk a little bit more about the program, which isn't going to be much, and I'll touch on that in a little bit, but it's not going to be much. What we're going to do is we're going to explain away the concerns. Oh, Jane, I know in the last program, when you had to eat broccoli and, and boiled chicken for weeks and weeks and months and months on end, and you couldn't sustain it, and then ultimately had no results. That's not going to happen in this program. That's not how we do this. That's not how we do things around here because we're not in the business of having you get great results in six weeks and then on week seven, you lose it all, right? We want to make sure that any change that you make is going to last for life. So we need to explain away their concerns, whatever those concerns may be, but this is where we start to figure out 
what are the concerns that she has. And now we can explain those away. That way they don't turn into objections when we try and ask for the sale. Okay. And now last but not least, once we actually do go for the sale and we do get that, we want to reinforce their decision to get started. So what can happen often is we've gone through everything. We've gone and clarified. We've labeled we've overviewed their past pain and experiences, we've sold the vacation, we've explained away their concerns, and then they buy and they're like, cool, great, we'll see you on Monday. And then they have no contact, no contact between then and the time they start. That can be okay, but we don't want okay. Okay is not good enough. So the biggest thing here is that now that we've gone through and done all of those pieces prior to the sale extremely well, we want to reinforce their buying decision. Think about a time when you bought something. And most of the time when we buy something, after we buy it, nothing happens. Especially let's say when it's a service. Nothing happens. Now think back to a time when you bought something and the either company or the individual that you bought from went the extra mile to give you something. And it doesn't necessarily need to be something extremely valuable or something even that big, but just something that shows you that they care and they appreciate you. Because now what that's going to instill in you or in this particular conversation in our prospects is that reinforcement of, yeah, I made the right decision. And that's what we want because we don't want anybody to get buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse can sting and it can really hurt our business. So if we are able to reinforce, not if, we should find a way to make sure that we can reinforce. And that can be anything from we give them a t-shirt, we tack on a, a service, they get a couple sessions for free with either working with you or with one of your trainers, or they get invited into you know, your, your Facebook group or your, your WhatsApp group conversation with the rest of your community, right? They're going to get reinforced of, oh, I'm so glad I signed up with these guys because they care. So that is huge. So again, we're clarifying. Why are they there? We're labeling them with a problem. We're overviewing their past pain and experiences. We're selling the vacation. We're explaining away their concerns. And then we are reinforcing their decision. So that's the closer framework. And the elephant in the room here is there's one big thing I didn't mention. And what I didn't mention was the program the workouts, the program, the details, the like intricate, how often you're going to be training and all this type of stuff. And for the most part, I really don't talk about that all that much. Is it spoken about? Yes, of course. It's touched on. But it's really done in a way that is more about like, what type of training do you do you want to do? What type of training do you think is going to be best for you? And what I want to do is I want to get answers from them and typically, just tell them that that's what they're going to be doing. Now, if if you're a boot camp gym and somebody's like, well, you know, I want to do karate, that's you're not just going to tell them that that's what they're doing. But you understand the premise, right? Because in most cases, the workouts that you're offering are great, right? It's the adherence to everything that doesn't get them the results. So when you provide excellent workouts, a nutrition program and accountability coaching, they're going to get amazing results. So it doesn't really matter the specifics of what type of lifting they're going to be doing in the classes. Again, we don't want to get caught in the weeds here 
And we don't want to talk about the journey or about the trip. We want to focus on the destination. So I don't really focus much on the program at all. What I do want to focus on are the things that they want to get out of the program. So when I'm looking to match them up with a coach, what I'm going to ask ask for from them specifically is what type of coach do you think you work best with, Jane? Do you need a drill sergeant? Somebody who's you know on top of you every single day, making sure that you are doing all the things you're supposed to be doing? Or do you prefer to have somebody who's a little bit more hands-off, but still knows your goal and make sure that they check in on you every once in a while just to make sure that you're progressing? Because again, we don't want to pair them up with the wrong type of person. Unless, of course, you have a very specific niche of training and of personnel that you have. And again, if people know that that's what they're coming to you for specifically, then that's totally fine too. But again, what I'm not doing is I'm not just saying, this is what you're getting, this is how you're getting it, and this is how it works. Because what I want to do is I want to find out from them what they think they need. And then I can tell them what is actually going to be best and how we do it. Okay? So, I want you just to, again, like I gave that example of traveling to Hawaii Think about Nike commercials, for example. They're never selling you on the tech specs of the shoes or the clothing or, you know, of course they, you know, they brand their dry fit and things like that. And that's all very minor. When you watch their actual commercials and you see their marketing, it's all about the lifestyle and, you know, the the lifestyle that you're going to have when you wear their clothing, when you wear their shoes, when you join their run clubs. And the physical accolades that come along with that. So it's not about how the shoe is made and how well it's constructed and how long it's going to last you. It's not about that. It's about who you're going to be once you've bought it. So again, we focus on the destination and not the journey or the trip there. Okay. So the last thing that I want to just dive into here quickly is the difference between scripts and frameworks. So what I outline for you is a framework. That's the closer framework. Now, scripts can be incredibly helpful as well. But think about it like this. A script is adapted from a framework. So when you have the framework, you can, of course, put written words, paragraphs, or bullet points down based on the framework. And quite honestly, I recommend that you do. I have all of my scripts written out. Of course, if you guys are interested in those, just drop a comment down below, write scripts in all capital letters, and I will get those over to you. But for me, they're very helpful. Some people on my team, they prefer either bullet points or just frameworks, and they're equally as effective. So you're going to need to figure out which one works best for you. Personally, for me, I'll give you the, I'll give you the reason why I like scripts because they are a very clear-cut indicator of where I need to be taking the conversation. Now, it also helps for me that I wrote the scripts. So because I wrote the scripts, I have a very easy time following them. Now, having said that, I'm not looking like this at my piece of paper and just reading line after line because that's not going to be effective either. So, of course, I use it as a guide. But for me, it's very helpful. Some people, like I said, will work better off of either creating a bulleted point version of a script or even just maintaining the framework itself and knowing, okay, well, I've got, I've got, my, I've got my closer framework and I need to hit those six items or at least those six main points to know that I've done everything that I need in this, in this consultation to actually have 
an appropriate or a higher chance of closing the deal. So in terms of scripts versus frameworks for you specifically, you'll have to figure out which one works best. My recommendation is it's easier to go from a script and work your way to a framework because it's, especially if you are not in the position of writing, if you aren't, if you're going to be writing your scripts, then it would be easier to go the other way, but let's not overcomplicate things. What I would love for you to do is to take my scripts, use them, and as you get more comfortable and know the questions you need to be asking, then you start to dial it back and start to scale the, the reference point, scale it back. So you're going to go from a script to then maybe bullet points to then maybe the 12 questions guide that I have for free as well. And then you can just operate off of a framework. So there are steps to this. But again, what I would recommend is start with the script because it's all written out for you there. And if you lose your way, you can look at it, see a question and follow up directly with that. Now, the last, the very, very last thing that I want to touch on here is that everything that I just outlined works for fitness gyms. It works for martial arts gyms. It is transferable no matter what type of programming that you are offering. Again, personally, I have a martial arts gym and a fitness gym, and this is the exact same framework that I use for both. So do you have to adapt a couple questions? Of course, because we know our clientele is a little bit different just in terms of the nuance of the training they're doing, but they still go through all of the pain, the same experiences. They have somewhere that they are currently, and they have somewhere that they want to be. So we need to focus in on that, and we need to get them from A to Z, and the closer framework is exactly how we do it. All right, guys? So that's it for now. Take this framework, take this closer framework, implement it immediately. If you need scripts, like I said, type scripts in all capital letters down below. I also have that 12 question, uh, 12 must ask sales questions for gym owners specifically. So if you want that as well, hit me up and those are all yours. Okay. Thank you guys so much for hopping on. I will see you once again next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you share this podcast with other gym owners out there so we can grow this community and together we can impact and change more lives. I'll see you guys in the next episode.